Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Wednesday episode. It is, where is the wisdom this Wednesday? And who are they representing? Well, we're going to find out, I guess, if we just follow the money and look at the legislation. We're going to have a discussion about some of those things after inspiration. Our inspiration today is even Leviticus. The topic was Leviticus, and I had a confession to make. I skipped a lot of the reading. I told my Bible study group, I'm not reading about skin diseases again. That's when my friend Dave spoke up. I know a guy who believed in Jesus because of that passage, he said. Dave explained that his friend, a doctor, had been an atheist. He decided that before he completely rejected the Bible, he'd better read it for himself. The section on skin diseases in Leviticus fascinated him. It contains surprising details about contagious and non-contagious sores and how to treat them. He knew this far surpassed the medical knowledge of that day, yet there it was, in Leviticus. There's no way Moses could have known all of this, he thought. The doctor began to consider that Moses really did receive his information from God. Eventually, he put his faith in Jesus. If parts of the Bible bore you, well... I'm with you, but everything it says is there for a reason. Leviticus was written so that the Israelites would know how to live for and with God. As we learn more about this relationship between God and his people, we learn more about God himself. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, wrote the Apostle Paul. Let's read on, even in Leviticus. Heavenly Father, teach us how to appreciate the Bible. Let every part speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, we want to hear from the wisdom of our Father, but we'd also like to hear from the wisdom of our lawmakers, and it seems like they are really just campaigning with your tax dollars in their supplemental budget, their funding, of course, like we talked about yesterday. Everybody under the sun that's already gotten tons of money for fighting the opioid crisis Everybody else is out to get some of their money again for other special interests to, you know, buy votes of different constituency groups. And they're using your money to do it instead of just representing the everyday taxpayer and looking out for the resources. Nope. We just got to grow state government. We got to fund all sorts of things. And, you know, I, I, I'm not against people that need addiction recovery and I'm not against private business that helps people. I'm not against private business and industry that creates products, but I am against the addiction to OPM. And I'm not talking about opiates. I'm talking about the addiction to other people's money. And I know that lots of taxpayers just feel fine paying more and more taxes. Oh, wait a minute. Taxpayers don't, which is why when there's tax measures on the ballot, primarily when we used to have those advisory votes, vast majorities, oftentimes super majorities of the voters turn down those tax increases that the legislature put in place. But of course, none of those taxes were ever repealed because the legislature doesn't really listen to the voters. They listen to special interests. So I'm going to go back to a Tuesdays ago newspaper that we had talked about yesterday having to do with $5 million for Catholic charities, you know, uh, 1.8 million for bike paths. There was another piece of spending in here that was kind of interesting. It was 4.8 million for Kaiser Aluminum Trentwood rolling plant. Again, nothing against Kaiser Aluminum, 
but why are we spending the money there? So the capital budget is uh, for different construction projects, a piece of the capital budget, not just money for Kaiser Aluminum. There was money for youth shelters. There was money for K-12 schools and universities. It's just money for everyone, money falling from everywhere. And it was interesting having to do with that Kaiser Aluminum piece because there was a letter to the editor the following Sunday, and uh, it, should, it says, why should taxpayer dollars go to Kaiser? And I'm just going to read what this gentleman had to say. I'm a Kaiser Aluminum retiree, so I was interested to see that the state proposes to subsidize the company to the tune of almost $5 million to replace obsolete boilers. Lawmakers pitched Spokane area projects. This raises several questions. Is the replacement a good business decision for Kaiser? Why should taxpayer dollars be funneled to a private company? How much taxpayer money is slated for other similar, similar industrial subsidies across the state? Will this newspaper or any others investigate this use of tax money? Inquiring minds want to know. This was written by... Uh, fellow named Richard out of Spokane in a letter to the editor. And, and I think that that's perfect common sense to ask the newspaper, ask the government, why do we have to subsidize Kaiser Luma? Isn't that a stock traded company? Aren't they a successful company? Isn't uh, the rolling mill very successful, which is why it still stayed in Washington. I know that many years ago they moved the production of aluminum out of Washington because of the laws in Washington as well as the United States. And that, that production actually went to Russia. Remember? the? Oh, I remember. The, I was going to say plant. something, but you beat me to it. Yeah, the mead plant. Yeah, we, we produced aluminum here. And that one produced some of the purest aluminum in the world for as far as aluminum production. And, but the problem was, and people called it the lazy K because the union overstepped and I think kind of lied to their employees and the corporation and the money and whatever they ended up closing. But Kaiser's aluminum production, I just happened to know because back then I was talking to people about it and they basically were just waiting and dealing with the union and negotiations until they could have enough power generation, just like they had Bonneville power here. They used our immense uh, ability to create power in the Northwest to produce aluminum here. They were just waiting for the production capability in a plant that they were building in Russia. And so, yeah, aluminum production went to Russia. So maybe that's why Washington state is subsidizing this. It's also maybe to answer Richard's uh, I, I, you probably read the article, but they want to reduce the emissions from the plant and the new boilers will emit less carbon. So it's green, but it's a ton of money. And can't the corporation fund its own replacement of their boilers? Now, inside of that, supposedly, the corporation is supposed to match the state funds. But who's so which elected official is going to get their endorsement and the endorsement of the people that work for Kaiser? Well, I'm sure that they're union dues are going to a union that's going to probably help support the politicians that helped fund that. I don't know that they can use that as matching funds, but here we are. Everybody's addicted to other people's money. Do we have a separation between private life, corporations, and government? I don't see where we have that because government is subsidized. They don't subsidize my property taxes, but if you want to build low-income housing or affordable housing, they subsidize those developers' property taxes. 
they're not subsidizing a business if I start one, but they're subsidizing many, many, many other different kinds of corporations, right? Especially the, the larger the corporation, it seems the more money they get from the government. And right. then the government- Wasn't it just Ford? The car companies, right? We, we just subsidized all the car companies to get them out of debt not too long ago. Well, there was a bailout. Ford didn't take the bailout at the initial bailout, but there's all these subsidies having to build electric vehicles. Right. Because the companies really don't want to because they know that there isn't really a market for them. So we got to subsidize them. And then we also subsidize tax rebates for the purchasers of electric vehicles. And we're really not helping the environment. I think that the the research and the results are in on if these electric vehicles are actually green. I remember seeing a Facebook meme about uh, how these electric vehicles combust and the kind of toxic smoke that comes from them when they catch on fire. Is that the green part? Because we know it just takes, it takes as much diesel fuel. You got to drive an electric vehicle for well over a hundred thousand, 200,000 miles for it to even break even on the so-called green impact. So it's so if all we a have farce. enough electricity, let's go ahead and circle back to that because there was another article that talks about local media is struggling. Government subsidies would make it worse. So you got two sides of the coin here. We have private businesses that are asking to be subsidized by taxpayer dollars and probably for the purpose of keeping that company here in the Inland Northwest Maybe. versus even so much as local media saying, no, government subsidies make things worse. Stop. Well, Red flags. Uh, well, there's times where the media will say government subsidies make things worse. But at the same time, it was also included in the state lawmakers packages over the last year or so that newsprint would get government tax breaks. Remember that a few months ago, we were talking about that, how newsprint organizations, media, were going to get tax breaks from government. Well, I don't know. They produce a lot of paper, creates a lot of wood, kind of needs forests to create newsprint. Anyway, so they're getting a tax break. And if government would just get out of the way, just get out of the way of these companies, quit making them jump through all these hoops just to run their corporations. Because of course, how much money does it cost? Let's just use Kaiser Aluminum in this case. How much money does it cost for Kaiser Aluminum to work hand in hand with state regulators, people that are overseeing the funds that are being used to put in these new boiler units. I would say it probably costs a lot of money. Just having the state government involved is going to eat up about half the subsidies that they're going to get because they've got to have attorneys and accountants and engineers and people working hand in hand with uh, the EPA on the new boilers and might just be better for the corporation if the boilers are a good business decision as the letter to the editor asked. They could just install them when they need replaced and not spend all that money on the government side of, of doing the whole regulatory administrative process. But we're just looking at it. Everywhere we look, the entities that seem to be surviving the size and scope of government that we've created is doing so based upon subsidies. So interestingly enough, another organization, when you look at the Spokane Civic Arena, Look at the Spokane Civic Theater, $1.5 million for sound deadening efforts. Shannon, why do they need sound deadening at the Civic Theater to the tune of $1.5 million from the taxpayer? Hmm. Let me guess. You know, that theater 
is surrounded by a whole bunch of loud venues. Oh, wait, that's right. The new venues that were put there that the, the taxpayers said no to, the open stadium that is there. So we subsidized these venues, these stadiums. So now we have to subsidize even more for sound deadening at another heavily funded organization, the Civic Theater, still heavily subsidized. There's a lot of arts money that comes from tax subsidies that go to the arts. To the arts. And so now we're subsidizing it yet again for sound deadening because of the other things that we subsidize to be constructed around it. I'm not seeing a whole lot of wisdom coming out of Olympia. I'm not seeing, do we have these, this kind of resource? Does the tax base have the resources just to keep throwing money into the furnace like this? I don't think we do. Goldfish or, and potholes. That's all I can say. We're going <laughs> to raise goldfish in the potholes this spring. And, and that's the thing. We don't have the law enforcement. We don't have the things that we need done. But yet we're going to spend all sorts of money everywhere. There's just money everywhere. Because guess what? Elections are coming and they've got to buy the votes. That's all there is to it. It's a pay to play. It's a pay for votes. And they're using our money to run an incompetent government that's not following how the money is being spent in a lot of places. But they're also not funding the fundamental roles of our government adequately, which is why we have so many crises creeping around the corner everywhere across our state. So yeah, contact your legislature, let them know how you feel about all of these things. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Today, we want to think about how our founding fathers established a nearly foolproof system of government. Its checks and balances are among the most noteworthy aspects of our republic. Our government, when functioning as it was designed, champions our liberties and prevents our government from becoming tyrannical and oppressive. By and large, however, the American people are sadly uninformed about democratic principles and their role in safeguarding our freedoms. What's more, the clearly defined lines between the three branches of government are becoming blurred and the United States citizens are paying the price. We must continue to pray that God protects our way of life, asking Him that He would allow men and women in office who are committed to serving their constituents with integrity. We must remain in prayer for our elections, asking God to promote our fellow citizens to become more involved in this process. Voting is both a duty and a privilege, and the outcomes of our political races are critical in determining the future course of our nation. If you would take a moment to visit our website, www.rightspokaneperspective.com, we have up on our website a list of all of our elected officials. Again, go to www.rightspokaneperspective.com. And let's all take a moment to pray for our officials and for the laws that they're looking at passing. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Where is the wisdom wednesday episode and where is all the money going well we talked a lot about that in the first half and there is there was a piece in this uh, article uh, we could go tuesday about the fire recovery funds for people affected by the gray and oregon road fires it's not going to see the amount of money that say catholic charities is getting for affordable housing projects for the homeless it's not going to receive the amount of money that kaiser's going to get it's it's not going to receive the amount of money that a bike path near the Sunset Highway is going to get. They're not even going to receive the amount of money for soundproofing at the Civic Theater that we were talking about. 
No, they're going to receive $975,000 for the citizens recovery effort. Now, the interesting thing about this is that, you know, unless the money is followed really carefully about how those funds are used, we're not going to know if that actually helps the residents. But if you think about it, so one civic theater gets sound deadening of 1.5 million. The residents that are affected by the fires where there was hundreds of structures burned gets 975,000. But there was 3.5 million for government utilities, okay? Because the fires destroyed things having to do with government buildings, government infrastructure, utility, things of that nature. So there is the funding that's coming. And also, of course, we saw that the Biden administration did declare an emergency. So there's FEMA money going to be coming in. But it's still pretty pathetic when you see the residents, according to what we've read, the residents getting less than a million dollars to try to recover from wildfires that caused the burning of hundreds of structures. They get 1 million Spokane civic theater for sound deadening because we built all those things around it. 1.5 million. That's a lot of where our money is going folks. It just doesn't seem wise. And of course, next round of budgeting, I'm sure we're going to have to pay for more, parking garage space or some kind of, uh, you know, River Park Square 2.0 funding from the taxpayers because we don't have enough parking for all the venues we put down there. So it's just continuing to throw money at special interests, you know, that want the government to take your money to use for their pet projects that you may never benefit from. And I want to break that down just a little bit because you said 975000 and and... Uh, you know, I work with preschoolers. I guess I like numbers. So just really quick, and this is rough. This is not complete factual information. Just looking at a couple articles, it looked like we had 240 homes that were involved in the Gray Fire and about 126 that were involved in the fire out in Elk. Hundreds okay. of homes, yeah. So 366 homes, that 975,000 divided by 366 roughly is about $2,663. So not enough so to pave a new driveway. That's not even enough to pave a new driveway. That's not even enough to pay for a permit. I think that's not even enough money to re-insulate a home. I mean, can we think about this? Rah, rah, rah. The, oh yeah, they're going to get some money. That's great. They're going to get a little chunk. But once you divide that out, listeners, I really want you to understand, right? It doesn't go far. No. 2,663 no. rough guesstimate, just saying that's not a whole lot of money compared to what we're spending in all of these other areas for bike paths. Did you say $2,000 per, per? Two, about $2,600 per. Think, yeah, so $2,600 Per home rough, that burned, rough guesstimate. Roughly. That's that's if all these numbers are correct. But that's not even that's enough not, to shake a stick at, folks. <laughs> that that doesn't even touch just the uh the costs of dealing with the building permitting fees or there's no asbestos removal. There's there's no that that is just, they're throwing change at the peasants, Shannon. They're gonna use you know what they need that two thousand dollars for? They need that two thousand dollars so that they can go downtown, stay at a hotel, visit the newly sound deadened Civic Theater, and maybe go, you know, check out a sports venue that we built downtown because they're already paying for that through their property taxes while their home is still sitting in ashes. And the government regulators like Marcus Riccelli 
is pushing to force them to have electric heat and make the construction of their houses more expensive. Remember, we had a guest that came in that talked about those fires. And we discussed that just the building zone requirements was going to add twenty to forty thousand dollars to each home reconstruction. Not twenty six hundred, twenty to forty thousand. Right. So they're going to give them a ten percent off of the regulations that the government itself has thrown at these people when they already are dealing with inflation that's caused by bad government financial policies and they can't get rebuilt because their insurance isn't going to cover the inflationary costs of building another structure. So well, I it's think just I would encourage our, our elected officials and our county commissioners to go ahead and take a look at some of the things that are on the docket, like bike paths. I think we can wait another year or two on a new bike path. Why don't you take that 1.5 well, million and I, invest it in the they, people that are going to pay your Shannon, salaries the, for the next couple years? Those elected officials want you to buy a bicycle. That way you can get to and from work, which there's no bike path to and from work, and there's no bike path to and from there, and you need to run. But you need to ride a bike on the bike paths, and then you'll stop complaining about dodging potholes. That's that's what they want you to do. So this is where our legislature is paying more attention. They care more about special interests, and, of course, whether they're going to buy votes from, you know, nothing against Kaiser Aluminum. I've known... Uh, countless people that have retired and worked there for decades. That people still that work were, there. Still work there. Nothing against Kaiser. But why does every entity that has a lobbyist need tax revenue from the working population? So really, you think that the people at Kaiser Aluminum want to pay more taxes to the state so that their workplace can get government subsidies? It's just a vicious cycle. And they just keep robbing us blind. Because... They don't want to actually do their job in the legislature. That's their constitutional duty in protecting the state. Because, you know, Shannon, they're they're too busy looking out for our children. So another article, uh, this was from about a week ago, uh, Northwest section of the Spokesman Review, school districts pass resolution against inclusivity bill. Now, why would they do that, Shannon? Don't we want to be inclusive? Well, local school boards would have to adopt inclusive curricula in Concordance with a new model policy from the school board members organization, the Washington State School Districts Association, by June of 2025, per the bill. Under the proposed model policy curricula and instructional materials would have to include histories and perspectives of historically marginalized groups, including queer people, indigenous people, women, people from diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, people of various socioeconomic statuses, people from different religious groups, and people with disabilities. The school boards would have until October 2025 to update their policies and their curriculum in in accordance with this update. So Mead School Board, Central Valley, Deer Park um, were unanimous in asking the state to not pass this. It was a resolution because there are concerns. Now, I wonder why there's concerns, Shannon. You know, our, our state government is supposed to fund education and... We spend a ton of money in Washington State on education. We're spending, uh, well, Mead School District, I think, is about 15000 per student. Spokane Public Schools was about $20,000 per student. And we're not really producing enough students that could just go into college. We're not producing enough students that have enough academic skills to move on to the next level. Many of them, 
because of no child left behind, they're, they're graduating, but many of them shouldn't even be graduating because they're not reading at a grade level. Less than half of them in these school districts are, you know, reading level, math level, all these other levels. But this resolution that the school boards passed um, was going against the state legislature's requirement on inclusivity. And of course, it's just radicalizing our children. We got to tell them that they're all racist or they're all bigots or, you know, if they're not questioning which bathroom to go to, they must not be normal. That's what we're shoving into the minds of our children instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic and basic history. No, they don't need to know those things. We're not educating them well in those areas anyways. Let's just tell them about the radical sides of the LGBTQ plus whatever community that we want your children to know about. That's what Washington State's paying attention to, not where they should actually be spending our money. Well, and we should just really call it for what it is. I mean... Fostering an environment of sexual licentiousness, reminiscent of the unchecked immorality of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, we are teaching in our schools exactly the, the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Well, let's hear about what the rest of this bill would do for our children. Additionally, the State Office of Public... You know what? It's really hard to do a recording when all night long outside of the studio, we hear sirens going like crazy. It, it, you know, maybe our state government should figure out why we have such an emergency on our streets. Maybe they should focus on that instead of funding drug testing sites like we talked about the other day. Instead of forcing this, maybe they could make it to where people living in their community don't have to sound deaden, not the civic theater, but sound deaden their homes because the sound of sirens constantly because... We have morons running our government. Anyway, so the state of <laughs> Office of Public Instruction would update its learning standards to include the histories and contributions and perspectives of queer people and create inclusive curricula databases for local school districts. So the school districts, they quoted a few people in this article, again, out of the Spokesman Review from different school districts, from Pam Orbaugh who is on the school board, also another school board member, uh, Teresa Landa. And they're basically looking at this as more unfunded liabilities. And they're looking at, you know, what's it going to cost the schools to update all of this stuff constantly? And they're saying it would require staff for both of us to meet these bills. School board president Pam Orbaugh said, referring to the local school district and the educational service district, I cannot imagine reviewing every last aspect of our curriculum and changing it. That would require numerous people, honestly, just for our school district, just to ensure that we meet these new criteria. Deer Park School Board also cited desires to maintain local control. School board in the Spokane public schools did not file resolutions and President Nikki Atero Lockwood said she doesn't expect them to follow the other district's lead. The district has been discussing legislation this session and in the past, but in her four years, they've never filed a resolution against or for any proposal. There's a lot of legislation that happens every year that school boards don't support, but we don't make resolutions about every one. I don't see the point that she said. Well, that's just Spokane Public Schools saying they agree wholeheartedly with a highly sexualized and racialized curriculum that the students really don't need. So that's what our state legislature is doing is instead of stopping the scourge of drugs and crime on our streets, instead of helping our local governments serve their citizenry, they want to highly sexualize and racialize 
your public schools. Millstones. Millstones all around for everyone. But the Bible doesn't say who's going to attach them, so I'm curious about that. I believe it's probably the kids that have been misled. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, I think that we're, we're going to have to find out. I, I mean, I, I wonder who's going to fund them. I mean, maybe the government will fund their own millstones. You know, it seems like we're funding our own demise in so many other areas, like the drug crisis that we're subsidizing. And it seems like we're getting private corporations and nonprofits so addicted to OPM, not opiates, OPM, other people's money, that when the government no longer can print enough money to hand it out, how are these organizations going to survive if they've created financial structure in their organizations? Again, nothing against Kaiser, but in all these corporations that we see getting government money, if their financial structure depends on it, what are we going to make in the United States? Where is our future except for huge inflation and lots of corruption? But I have a different question. How are these businesses going to maintain those standards once all the carrots are taken away and there is no more special funding and they have to maintain those mandates on their own? Well, they'll just be unfunded mandates like our local governments have to deal with, which is why our local governments are struggling in their budgets and trying to raise our taxes. Again, anyways, I, I don't know where the wisdom is. I don't know where the actual representatives of the citizenry is, but I don't feel like it's in Olympia that once filing week comes up and campaign season's here, they're all going to have plenty of money in their campaign coffers to get you to recognize their name on the ballot to put them back in office. But that money wasn't free, folks. It came out of your pockets. All that being said, we're out of here for today. We'll be back with you folks again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.